Good morning, or oh, good afternoon, everyone. I hope wherever you are, you're well and good. Um, Happy New Year. I hope you had the most fantastic festive period, however you celebrate, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, or whatever you do. I hope you were able to celebrate the end of 2022 with loved ones and feeling special and cared for and celebrating it in whatever way meant was important to you. So I feel I'm constantly apologising and this podcast has not quite been what I wanted it to be. Um, But (sighs) life, universe, everything doesn't always end up how you imagine it to be. So once again, I haven't got myself sorted to get um, an interview from a misfit for you today. Um, And there's lots of people I've talked to about doing it. I'm just not quite getting my act together and I don't know why. So I apologise for that. But I thought I was going to come on and be very honest with you all about where I am at at the moment. Because I believe this time of year, after Christmas, after New Year, and all the festive is dying down a bit, the weather, especially here in the UK, is not the nicest. People tend to have less money and less ability to do stuff. And I think it's a time where people get really down and depressed. And um, I wanted to to talk about my feelings and be very open. So as you all know, or most of you know who have been listening to this podcast, I was involved in a book, a pay it for a book. And in my chapter, if you've read it, it's actually really about mindset. It's not really about my accident. It's about how creating a certain mindset got me through my accident. And I think lots of people have presumed because of that, that um, I'm like really excited about my injury or I'm really pleased about it or I never have dark days or I never have bad days. or So as I'm going through a real funk at the moment and really struggling, I thought it was time to just come in here and be as open and honest as I can. So since New Year, since going away in the most beautiful location, and it was really stunning, but it was very difficult in my wheelchair. My wheelchair didn't fit half of the situations. And so I spent the whole time transferring to an office chair that I'd borrowed off the hotel. And um, and if you asked the hotel, they would say, I took this in my stride. I was laughing and joking. I seemed perfectly happy with it. I laughed because if I didn't laugh, I would cry. I laughed because I'd worked so hard to make that weekend a really special weekend. It was the end of the most horrendous eventful year for me. I was in hospital for months and months on the end. I lost my leg. I've had difficulties with relationships. It, It was just the most 
horrendous year and I wanted to end it with something special, with someone who I love very much. And it just was incredibly challenging. I had just come back from, so before New Christmas, let me tell you, okay, so I was meant to go to London for the week before Christmas, where I was meant to be staying with, um, in a really nice hotel centrally, catching up with a lot of family and a lot of loved ones. I got to London and I caught COVID, probably on my way down there. So I spent the whole time staying in a central hotel in a room on my own. And I had quite a lot of difficulties getting my head around the fact that I'd spent so much money to stay in a room on my own. If that was the case, I might as well have stayed at home. But what I think it did is it made me rest. It made me gain the energy to go to Bristol, where I had a really lovely Christmas. I had a really, really nice Christmas with my brothers, with my dad, with my kind of stepdad and my nephews and nieces. And it was one of the first Christmases we were all together and no one fought and no one killed each other. What's a bit of a miracle in my family? And then I came from there back up north, ready to go away for the new year. So I was exhausted. I was absolutely exhausted. I knew I would be. And the new year was meant to be this chilled, relaxed time. And it was beautiful in many ways. The food was delicious. The staff was amazing. It's one of the few places I've ever been where all the staff was so lovely. It's called Number One in York. If anyone is nearby, it's a, it's a luxurious place. It's not the cheapest place. I was treating, treating myself. I really was treating myself. But it was magical in many, many ways. And the food on New Year's Eve was absolutely divine. It was so lovely. They had open fires and sofas and everything I hoped it would be. But when I got home from that, I'd arranged for about a week not to have any support or help. Because I thought I'd be so, so tired that... um, I would need it and I'd just be glad to have space on my own and some headspace and all of that. It didn't happen like that. I came home and I just went into a funk. I got really quite dark and depressed. And this is the point I'm trying to tell you, all of you guys. I'm trying to give you a bit of a background, but I'm trying to tell you that I work so hard on my mindset and on creating things because I know how dark I can go. I touch some of the things in my chapter of some of the darkest times and I touched upon them and I touched upon what was happening in my life around those times, what made it much darker, much harder and had put me in a potentially really dangerous situation. So, and then I got let down by a so-called friend who was someone I'd reconnected with through Facebook and we'd gone to secondary school together. So we hadn't seen each other for 30 years and we talked a few times on the phone and I, I suggested a project to what I thought should be perfect to get involved with me. And 
um, she was having a really hard time. So I suggested she came up and stayed with me for a bit and got away from the area she was in and had a bit of space. I even suggested when she was staying with me that I paid her to help sort out and get ready of this project. So I was offering to give her somewhere to stay for free. I was offering to pay her to do a project with me. And then she seemed really excited about it. So on purpose, I didn't book any help or assistance for um, nearly 12 days. And um, then she just let me down. She suddenly turned on me and said, I was trying to make money off her. I was trying to do this. I was trying to use her. I was trying to abuse her. How, how dare I treat someone of her qualifications and her abilities um, to, to take advantage of, to further my career. Okay, well, there's a couple of things I wanted to say about that. First of all, I was fuming. I was really angry with her for letting me down at the last minute and not just being open and honest and talking to me openly and honestly, instead of telling me she, I gave her so many opportunities to ask her if this is what she wanted to do, if she was interested in the project. And every time she said how excited she was about it and how much she wanted to do it. My guess is she talked to someone and they they slagged it off and she believed them. And so I guess I wanted to talk. The reason I'm mentioning her is, one, because she let me down. I had trust and hope in her. Two, because I hated what she was saying about me, especially when all I was actually doing was giving her a place to stay and help giving her a job when she's sitting at home and benefits. And also that she had this such grand stature, what she thought she was better than other people because of certain experiences she's had in life. Yet that didn't change the fact at this current time in her life, she was at home on benefits, struggling. Now, I want to make a point of no one is better than anything else and that I don't have an issue with someone being on benefits and getting the help and support. They need it when they need it. That's what benefits are there for. I had the issue of her trying to um, put what her, whatever she'd been through back on me when all I was trying to do was help, was help her. That's all I was trying to do. Um, and I want to talk to you all about feeling who you are. Everyone is capable of doing whatever they put their mindset to, no matter where you come from, no matter what your qualification is, no matter where you are in life, no matter if you grew up with a silver spoon in your life, no matter if you've gone through university and got degree after degree after degree and you're highly educated to someone who's got no education at all no one person is better than someone else we all need to come together and help and support each other and don't get me wrong listening to her life 
between when I last saw her. It was horrendous. And I actually had so much respect for her, so much admiration for her, for what she'd survived and what she'd come through. Really huge admiration. And this is not me slagging her off. This is me trying to say to Lou, whoever's out there feeling a bit down, feeling a bit shitty, feeling a bit crap, that you're capable, that you're worthy, that you're magical, that there's something in you what the world needs to see and needs to experience. Because I believe that of every single human being in this planet. Something that Les Brown says quite a bit, what keeps going around my head, he talks about how unique we are. We were chosen from billions and billions of sperm. Our sperm, the sperm what formed you, what created you in your mother's stomach, was come from billions of sperm. I don't know if billions is right. I don't know however many it is. But the point is, you, you came out of that. The uniqueness of you. And you are completely and utterly unique from the tips of your toes to the tops of your head. And I believe you have something to contribute. Okay, so that's what I wanted to say about my experience and how I was let down by her. But what that has left me is in this situation where I've not really been able to find help. I don't really know if I should find help. I don't because I've got someone else starting so soon in a mixed situation in a very dark, dark place. And when I'm on my own, I'm housebound pretty much. I can go out in taxis to certain places, but I have to be really careful where I'm going because I have to know that I can cope and push myself completely on my own at the other end. So pretty much the only place I go on my own in a taxi is to a hospital appointment because I know I can get out the other end. It's pretty much all I've ever done. So by laying me down, she put me, left me housebound. Because I get to my end of my road, my end of my little drive, and I'm halfway up a road. It is hard for me to take myself down or up. It is really hard. The road is not the most even. It's it's just not really safe for me to do that right now. So I've got into a darker, darker, darker place. And something my mentor has said to me always is when you're dealing with certain information, certain situations, learning to develop and grow and become the person you're meant to be. And I truly believe this is meant to be a magical year for me. I truly believe last year was setting me up for something extraordinary this year. But I wanted to be honest with how dark I felt. And in a sort of stress and, and funk and feeling really crappy, I said to a couple, someone, oh, I just want to run away and hide and, and disappear from the world because no one in my life gives a shit. That's what it was feeling like. I was in a dark place. It felt like no one ever made the effort to contact me. I'm always what makes the effort to contact out and no one makes the effort to contact me. Now, when I'm being rational and not emotional and not so dark, 
I know that's not necessarily always the truth. In fact, completely out of the blue, my cousin phoned me the other day when I was in a very dark place. And it was really nice that she just phoned me out of the blue to say hi. So to say that no one ever contacts me is not completely true. But it is true that I make most of the effort and I've created a situation where everyone always believes I'm so strong. And something my dad's partner kept on saying to me over Christmas, and I wanted to share here, this is me being really brutally honest. And I'm being this brutally honest, I'm vulnerable, hoping that there's someone out there who might need to hear it. So she kept to say, congratulations, you're independent. This is what, always what you wanted to be, independent through your whole disability. You wanted to be independent. Well done. You wanted to be independent. Yes, I wanted to be independent, but I didn't want to be alone. At no point did I want to go through this process on my own. What I wanted was my family and my friends to listen to me and listen to what I needed when I was in hospital and I was recovering. It was like everyone treated me like, because I lost a leg, I lost my mind and my ability to decide what was best for me. And my ability to decide what I needed to recover and come back. And it broke my heart when I had to make take control and step, put, put a line in the sand. It broke my heart. And I don't really think anyone realised how hard and how difficult it was for me to say, no, you're not controlling every part of my life. You're not deciding what's best for me. I am still capable of deciding for myself. And it really shocked me how my family and loved ones were surprised about this. I've always been independent, stubborn, pig-headed. I've always liked to do things my own way. So I don't really understand why they think that would be any different with this. But what it's done is left me living in this flat. What well, I feel incredibly grateful for having, amazingly grateful. It makes my physical life a lot easier. It's adapted for wheelchairs, but it's in an area that I would never have chosen to live. I am here completely on my own trying to make it work and pretty much with a few exceptions of about five exceptions of people who I see anyone I see is because I pay them and I never wanted to be so isolated and so alone and most of the time I can get my mind right to focus on all the amazing incredible things about my life the incredible things I should feel grateful for and I am grateful for however 
It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it's not difficult. And I'm being this vulnerable and this honest, hoping it will help someone out there. So to go back to what I was saying before, because I've gone off on a slight different tangent. So um, to the mentor saying you have to work through it. And I threw out this line of saying, I just want to run away. I just want to hide from everyone. I'm fed up of feeling of people don't care enough to contact me, don't care enough to reach out. And that isn't completely true. My mentor has tried several times to reach out. She tried phoning me, she's tried to talk, and she is trying to be there for me. I'm just not in the space that I've been able to hear it. But what I'm trying to get to is today is the first day that I feel like I'm beginning to come out on my funk. I'm beginning to come out and, and I, I'm beginning to think of ideas and ways forward and uh, what is best for my future. And the idea of running away and being in a different environment not cutting, not losing touch with everyone in my family and friends and loved ones, but going off into a different environment and working with a project where I can be excited about and take my mind up and be in a hotter place, in a place that I can swim in the sea and have physio and all that I think would do my recovery so much better. It would help me in a way that I feel needs to change. I feel that I need to change something. I need to turn something up. This, my whole life changed in a matter of seconds. I slipped on a rug and it changed everything. And I feel I'm a different person and I can't go back. And even though I've been in the funk, even though I feel really dark, I've not got as down and dark as I have been previous occasions because the skills I've learned who are fundamentally in me will not let me get that dark, will not let me get that place. And I felt for a long time I've just existed in my life, I'm not really living it and this accident feels like the biggest wake-up call. It feels like I go out and live and create this magical year. I need to step into the person I need to be. And maybe that journey, however much I want people I love and feel comforted and sit in my comfort zone, I want to come with me. I Today, I've started to realise that maybe they can't come on this journey. Maybe this is part of the journey that actually the reason I'm on my own is I have to go through it alone. That I have to come out the other side. That it's up to me to go and find this magical year. And I've got a couple of ideas and I've got a couple of people I'm talking to. Um, hopefully on Friday morning will be the major conversation that I will know if a project I want to do is the person I would like to do it with would be at all interested. And so wish me luck for Friday. I want 
whoever out there who's having a dark time to realize that sometimes feeling the feelings and going through it's what you need other times do not let yourself stew there do not let yourself stay there do something to change your mood something to uplift it hit something sing something put some music on go and sit outside you know the other day it was freezing i wrapped myself up and warmth and went and had a cup of tea by my lovely table outside because i just needed to be outside for a few minutes and it was incredible and it was good for me and it felt good to be outside so it could be something as simple as taking a cup of tea and sitting in your garden or on your driveway or your pavement. I don't have a garden, I have a driveway that I've kind of turned into a bit of a garden. Um, So I want to wish you the happy new year. I want this year to be magical for you. And I want you, anyone out there who's struggling and to have a hard time, know that it can be the simplest changes to make the first step to recovering just do something whatever it is whether it's get up and make your bed or get up and and have a quick cup of tea outside or or i don't know just the silliest change to know that you are special you are unique and you have something extraordinary to offer this world whether or whoever you are whatever your past is, whatever your experience is. I truly, truly believe that. And I hope I've inspired you to believe it too. All right, I will get into the habit of interviewing other people. Honestly, I will. Um, You're just going to have to bear with me and I'll speak to you all soon. Happy, happy new year. Take care. Bye.